Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. When a person has stage 4 invasive melanoma that has spread throughout the body, it usually has a very poor prognosis. Today we're going to talk to a man and his wife. The man was diagnosed with stage 4 invasive melanoma that had spread to his lymph nodes. and He was told his life expectancy was 20 to 40 days. But that was many months ago. Today, thanks to cannabis oil, he is clear of cancer. And joining us from the U.S. are Cheryl and Howard. Thanks for doing this, guys. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Now, when you were told you had invasive melanoma, when was that? Uh, February of this year. February of this year. And what did they tell you about your uh, prognosis? Well, today I thought that I was going over to have the moles burned off and uh, or frozen off. And the first thing from them was, are you ready for stitches? We need to take this main tumor out and uh, have a biopsy, which I refused to do that. And then <clears throat> they gave me 90 days and I left their office, went out in the car and broke down. And uh, mm-hmm. so I came home and told my wife uh, there was pretty much no way my mother and my father and my sister all died from it. They didn't get to die from the cancer. They died from the treatment. So I knew that wasn't for me. So um, we talked about it. And that um, doctor called me in the next week several times trying to convince me to go to the UC cancer mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. So we started on, uh, we had known about the Rick Simpson and the Phoenix tears and Corey and cannabis health radio. So we decided to do the oil. And, um, at first uh, we couldn't get, but a couple strains of the oil. And I think it was helping on the inside, but everything was progressively getting worse. I had it on the inside and on the outside. So after we got in touch with Corey in in July, and she steered us in the right direction, uh, and we used the multi-strain, she also, um, also connected us with some silver products. And almost instantly, there started being results daily on the outside. And it just, uh, I went, my holistic chiropractor is where it all started at. He's the one that told me I had to go have something done. Mm-hmm. And came back to him and told him what was going on and the direction I was going. He was all the way behind me. So I found a wellness doctor. And I'm, I've always stayed away from Western medicine. And uh, she said she is not a cancer doctor. She is a wellness doctor. 
And if my immune system worked like it was designed, that cancer would never got out of control. So my father died from the same exact cancer. So I went and she did like a 16 bio um, uh, blood um, they took out of me to do the test. And uh, when it came back, the um, um, a, a lot of the things were good, but there was a lot that was pretty bad. And um, like, I think I'm not, like I say I've learned a lot, but I'm not real familiar with this stuff, so I might not get it exactly right. But um, my homeostasis, homeostasis, yes, was um, at uh, 19.7, and it should be between zero and no higher than 17.2. So you know that wasn't a good thing. And my uh, glucose, even though we've always ate organically, and a lot of our food comes out of our yard, mm-hmm. and our chickens and everything, um, the my glucose was 107. And um, so she finally figured out that um, I had been past um, the genes that, uh, uptake my vitamin B for my food, uh, have a quirk, and that's what my father had, and that my body doesn't uptake vitamin B. So she put me on an active vitamin B. She started me on 50 grams of intravenous vitamin C and uh, glutathione uh, injections. And that went on. And like I said, every day was amazing visual results. And I started mentally even reversing. Uh, I had lost all the fat on my body. I lost all the muscles on my body and just you know, had felt drained. And every day I'm starting to feel like I'm younger again through that. And so in three months, she had me go back and do the blood test over again. And my homeocysteine was at where she wrote she wanted it. It was 8.0. My glucose went from 107. The target was 80. And that's what it was. And uh, the blood test for the cancer antigen mm-hmm. guideline was zero to 35 99% chance no cancer no further testing needed 35 and above probable cancer more testing required for diagnosis and mine was a 25 so well um, I, I still continue in everything though and um, my life's changed forever. No, you were taking well, cannabis throughout this process, were you not? Yes, that once Corey got us pointing the right way, and we m- mixed those strains. First thing, Corey asked my wife if I was doing the suppositories, and my wife told her no. 
we got the multi-strain. My wife made the suppositories, and that was what just, oh, it just burned it up. It just absolutely burned it up. That is truly amazing because we've heard a lot of people who have used cannabis, but once they use suppositories, things just accelerated in their favor. Unbelievably. Unbelievably. It, it, it was it was a miracle. <laughs> it was truly a miracle once the suppositories because we saw like no no change wasn't getting worse, but it wasn't getting better. It was just there. And there and the pain in his back and not being able to sit back, not being able to have a ride in a, a, a car and be comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. not be able to sleep at night and be comfortable because you put nothing could touch that. And then getting the silver products too and putting the silver gel along with the cannabis oil that we had been putting on the back too. Then we switched from straight cannabis oil to coconut oil with the cannabis oil to kind of, so he didn't have to wear the bandages anymore. So uh, the, the cancer was on on the back, was it? Yes. And, and it was internal and external, correct? That's yes. the part I still, all the research I've done all the way through this, um, most of it says that it's either radial, meaning growing inside, or nodular, growing outside. Outside, yeah. I've seen some of the photos of your back, and it was really quite something. It was really quite something. When you, so basically what I'm hearing you say is when you implemented the suppositories, that's when things started to turn around. Um, How strong were you making the suppositories? Did you start right at uh, trying to get a gram a day into him? Um, Well... I'm really not sure how much. Um, you just eyeballed it and thought, this looks good. <laughs> um, but I went ahead and Howard had found your recipe for the suppositories that you make using 20 grams and a half a cup of, I believe you use coke, uh, cocoa butter, but we use coconut oil for the suppositories. So I made it at 20 grams um, and at the half of a cup of coconut oil, and I would get about 45 to 48 uh, suppositories, and he would do two in the morning, which were two milliliters each. So he did four milliliters in the morning and then four milliliters in the evening before he went to bed. And has been doing that ever since July, and we've just seen remarkable results. And you did that in conjunction with colloidal silver, just for listeners who aren't aren't clear about what you're discussing when you say silver products. So uh, colloidal silver you used as well, um, which is showing great promise with a number of different cancers. But uh, it's yeah. like vitamins. Not all colloidal silver is created equal for anybody who's listening out there. If you can get one that's ionic and colloidal silver, it's all the better. Um, but you use the two in conjunction, correct? Yes. 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 And, and and he would take the oil uh, orally um, four times a day. 
And then with each uh, dose of the cannabis oil, he would chase that with the sil- uh, sh- one ounce shot of the silver, silver water. Silver, yeah. Okay. Now, and Cheryl, then, Cheryl, when you, when uh, Howard started taking his suppositories, could you see a change in him from day to day? Yes. Yes, I could. And I could see a change in his back from day to day. Things were starting to shrink and get smaller. And it, it was just amazing. And for the first time in months, I could actually say when he's, well, how, he would say, how's it look? I could say something where before I did, wouldn't say anything. He'd want me to. And I'd tell him, look, I won't lie to you. It's not any worse, but it's not any better. And so, Howard, when she started saying it was better, please, you must have been ecstatic. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there was at one point where I thought one of those was, was just going to fall off because you could kind of touch it and lift it up a little so that there was a gap between it and the skin, but it never did. I guess it was kind of like an optical illusion. But it was shrinking is what I guess I was seeing, not that it was, like, going to lift up. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now, the, the average, you, did you tell me, I believe, that um, the type of melanoma he had is only makes up for 1% of them and that the average survival rate is 20 to 40 days past um, diagnosis? Correct. Yes. Yeah, the first, um, when I went to the hospital to the dermatologist there, she said, you don't have 90 days. Because I told her I was going to try a a holistic treatment, and I would know something in 90 days. And she said, Howard, you don't have 90 days. You need to leave here and go straight down there. And it was another two weeks before I moved. And then that's when I found out that, uh, I guess they were trying to be nice in a roundabout way, but they said that once it go, once it metastasizes and the metastasizing goes to your lymph nodes, that's stage four. And they, once it goes, they said it hits your satellite uh, lymph node. And then instantly that satellite sends that same cancer in your blood to all of your lymph nodes and 20 to 40 days, that's it, you're done. And that just lit a fire underneath of me. But I think, honestly, even before we contacted Corey, when we were just doing two strands, uh, strain oil Mm -hmm. only, even though it wasn't making anything get bigger or that I think that it was enough to keep that from spreading out of my lymph nodes to yeah. the body. I really do. Yeah, holding it at bay. Yes. Once we got on the suppositories with multi-strain and I converted my oil to the multi-strain every day there man when also, my wellness doctor, which I've never done anything like this in my life, she was telling me about fasting. Well, I worked so hard in my career, so many hours in raising family. We always ate dinner at 8 o'clock at night, and I was lucky to get home by then, and I was gone all day. 
never knowing that that how bad that that is and when she told me that i would have an eight hour window that i could eat and after that eight hours tried to make the end of the eight hours at five o'clock in the evening and then fast for 16 hours when she told me that i looked at her and i said i i don't think i can do that and she says how bad do you want to live and i said i'll try anything and she told me what to eat what not to eat and so i went ahead and started i told her if i tell you i'll do it i'll do it and she said don't cheat i said i will not cheat i'll guarantee i won't mm-hmm. so just a couple of days after not eating for from five o'clock and i had no circadian rhythm so the whole last year and the first part of this year i couldn't sleep uh i would fall asleep for an hour or two wake up get up uh snack uh go back to bed wake up again and i just couldn't sleep so she said i lost my circadian rhythm well after i started that fasting now between nine and ten o'clock i go to bed and my eyes open at six o'clock like there's an alarm that went off that four hours i can't eat till 10 o'clock in the morning that four hours is the longest four hours in the first couple of days of my life and she told me you can only have water or black coffee so thank god for that because get up and i'd hit that coffee just as fast as it would come out of there <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, well, what do I do for the next three hours and 45 minutes? So um, I I had taken martial arts when I was young and I learned how the power of meditation. So I started meditating. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, quit when I lost all my muscles and my every bit of fat in my body um, and was weak. My holistic chiropractor, uh, he had given me exercises. Well, the tumors under my arms and the lymph nodes got so bad that I had to quit the exercises. Well, as soon as we switched our strains and the suppositories and the, and everything was going good, um, that's what I do to burn up the rest of that time in the morning before I can eat. And the my wellness doctor says that the uh, fasting for the 16 hours, the amazing what it does to your body. And when I told her what I did to take the time up, she says that's like adding another five hours of, of fasting to your 16 hours by doing that. So that's exactly what I do. For years and years and years and years, uh, that's the way I, I eat because I can't eat breakfast. So if I finish uh, dinner, say, 6 or 7 o'clock, I won't eat breakfast and I won't eat anything maybe until about 10 or 11. And uh, people who do have breakfast, I just don't know how they do it because I I just can't eat it at that time of of day. But it's interesting interesting what you mentioned about what it did to you because I think that it was fascinating to listen to that. It's phenomenal. I mean, my circadian rhythm came right back. And amazingly, last night, I still go down that rabbit hole every night trying to learn more about this because I I want people to know. Uh, 
but mm-hmm. uh, it's my thoughts draining now. Um, no, that's okay. That's uh, I mean, you've gone uh, where most people <laughs> would not venture. Yeah. And he's also, I, I think, Howard, it's safe to say that you're still somewhat in a state of shock. You've only just last week received the news that you're cancer-free, and it certainly is a process um, of yeah. realizing that you're cancer-free and this over, all these overwhelming emotions that come with that. that. That's right. I've never experienced anything like this, but I remember where I was going to go. Last night when I was on there trying to learn more, um, the Truth About Cancer had a short podcast with Dr. McCola on there. Mm-hmm. That fasting was exactly what it was about. And Dr. McCola says that for all of the malignant diseases, when they treat them, that by doing that same 16 hour fast, that they have amazing results um, with the cancer healing from the fasting. They said, especially brain cancer. And it's like, this is the way that God designed us to be. We have gotten so far away from our path. That's why everything is like this, why everybody has cancer and sicknesses. I believe that, uh, and, I, and some listener will correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, historically people used to only eat two meals a day. And uh, breakfast was something that was started um, about oh, well over a, a hundred years ago in order to promote Kellogg's products or other, <laughs> other products. I'm sorry? I believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, Cheryl, something that I want to sort of bring up in this interview is, um, and that I really admire you for, is, and I don't remember exactly how this went. I think you got some of this multi-strain and then made your own, but whatever it was, you found out the details of the strains, um, and then you weren't able to get those specific strains, so you actually researched what the terpenes were in those different strains, correct? Yes. Well, that's amazing. And then you went and found strains that were similar and had the same terpenes and grew your own product, correct? Yes. Well, good on you for that. Yeah, good excellent. <laughs> and I, I just I just love this plant. I mean, learning about it, the, the terpenes, you know, I know a lot of people just believe that it's the THC alone. But I really feel that it's the whole entire flower. The terpenes have a lot to do with it. And that entourage effect that they say, that, that that's the key of putting these together, I believe. Uh, you know, I could, I'm, yes. I don't know, I could be wrong. But I think that the terpenes are just as important as the THC and the CBD and all the other, and they know so little about all the other cannabinoids that are in in cannabis that um, more research needs to be done. Absolutely, but I commend you for doing your research. You know, um, and I think it is that I think the terpenes play a huge part, and I think that this is why that particular 
oil that I pointed you to, it, we're seeing so much success with it. But I, I think it's to do with the terpene profile. And at some level, you almost proved this by duplicating that with different right. strains that had the same terpenes. Yeah, the only thing that we didn't do with that those strains is because there's the, the Harlequin is a CBD, a high CBD one, and yes. it doesn't need that. So we just went with something that was similar in the terpenes, but had the, the THC and less CBD. Well, I love what you did. It just goes to show that where there's a will, there's a way. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it is is remarkable what you did. Cheryl, how were you emotionally during uh, the past year with Howard's uh, problem? Um, well, I think I hit it pretty good because I think I was really a basket case mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was alone. But when I wasn't, you know, I put on, I guess, my game face and... But I believed from the get-go that he wasn't dying and that he was not going to die. That was always in my, you know, like the whole, my whole being told me he was not going to die. And that energy is projected not only to Howard, but also that energy is poured into when you're making the oil, too. It's a really positive Mm -hmm. energy that you're putting forth. Right. And I can tell you, she did put on a good face because she was my rock. Yeah, that's wonderful. Really wonderful. What was your experience with cannabis prior to your illness, Howard? Um, We were lifelong participants with cannabis um, from a young age. We grew up in the 60s. Um, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. And (laughs) we both. Guitar. And the the one vice um, that we never outgrew, and I don't consider smoking marijuana a vice, uh, was we're lifelong cigarette smokers. And I know better, and but you know, when I experimented when I was young with recreational drugs, they weren't really for me. So I went to alcohol. I think everybody goes through their crazy alcohol stages. But when Cheryl and I got together in our teens, um, that alcohol, I gave it up. We had a family and uh, then I gave it up for probably 25 years. Our kids grew up, moved out, had kids of their own. I got ready to retire. Um just because my lost my parents and sister through this, you know, my dad and mom always kept saying, oh, we'll enjoy ourselves when things are better. And they never get, did get that opportunity. So I retired at 60, even though I really couldn't afford it. But I wanted to enjoy some of my life before I you know, wasn't here. Well, then I, I made it five years retired. And then got that diagnosis, and I thought, that's all I get is five years. And now I got my whole life ahead of me. Oh, yeah. You yeah li- I, think, <laughs> I think your natural practitioner said to you, you're going to live a long life. Long, healthy life. Long, healthy life. Long, healthy they life, yeah. Change anything to just continue what you're doing. 
I guess with melanoma, when the very first time I went over to the first hospital and um, when they said they, that you're ready for stitches and it just shocked, it took the wind out of me. And I told them, no, why? Are you kidding? And they said, no, we have to take that tumor out so we get an accurate biopsy. Apparently, they do melanoma in the thickness. Uh, it determines how bad and how advanced it is. And all of those thicknesses, I could have these numbers wrong, but in my head sticks a 0.04 millimeters uh, is bad. Anything that and up is thicker than that is bad. And all mine were whole millimeter numbers. And I told her, she said, why won't you let me do it? And I said, well, I've watched people die from this you know, in my family. And my understanding is when they open you up and that air hits it, that it spreads like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And that means she says, it's not the air. She says, it's the melanoma. If you were to come in at the very beginning stage and we have great success and we take and freeze them off of you or cut them off of you at that early stage, Melanoma has microscopic seeds, and they're already in your bloodstream, which means that it will come back. So that's why you have to be diligent and come back when they start, and we take them off early. Well, I had known so many, had so many customers that did that route early, and they all ended up, it just kept coming back and back and back until it was in their organs. No, no more could they cut it off of them. So... Um, that um, where they did the biopsies on my back and probably five or six of them, um, it did. It spread like wildfire. So from what I understand, you know, everything fell into place and it worked. Everything inside and outside is gone. My lymph nodes, my underarm. I do 35 push-ups, 35 sit. I mean, it's it's fine. I, I can wear a 50-pound leaf blower for two hours, and it doesn't bother me. I can take a back scratcher and scratch both sides of my back the same way. You cannot tell that it was there by feeling it. Okay, Howard, and, you're, you're embarrassing us with all your hard work. There. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think I ever, ever, I love the work, that I would ever, ever to be able to do anything again, that I can do anything now. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. You, this is a remarkable story on how two people managed to uh, research cannabis extensively, use cannabis, I guess, uh, Cheryl and Howard, to sustain your life until you got into the suppositories, which really was um, the accelerator to help you clear yourself of this disease. Is that right? That yes. is correct. That is 100% correct. Yep. So, Howard, what, you know, Cheryl was saying that she was bound to determine and just knew in her heart that you weren't going to die. Two questions. Did you feel that way? And what went through your head when you were told that you were cancer free? Um, the, the first one, um, it took me probably... When I went, I was by myself the first time at the hospital because I didn't think it was anything was going to be a big deal. 
But I went well, out. Well, plus COVID, I wasn't allowed I mean, to go yeah, with you. That's true. Uh, but I went out to the car, and I mean, I, I fell apart. And I just shivered uncontrollably. And then I realized in my psyche what that was going to do to me, that I had to get away from that and start being rational. Um, so, you know, when, once I came home and, and talked to her in the back of my mind, after watching my father and my mother and my sister, um, I, part of me accepted dying. And so I started trying to get ready, but at the same time, not that, let that play the biggest role. But when, with Cheryl, keep encouraging me like she did all the way through it and when we got to the multi-strains and the suppositories and daily was improving things that i had before i ever knew there was anything wrong with me for years from physically abusing myself at work my whole life I just assumed that those things were just what happens when you get old and when you overworked your body all them years. Well, even when I was doing just the two strains of oil, that turned out to prolong my battle until I could get what I needed. Um, all those things, when I started doing the suppositories, all of those things went away. I had a horrendous problem with hemorrhoids. I had a horrendous problem with um, trying to go and go number two. Mm -hmm. Like something inside of me was just, you know, like folding over and wouldn't let it pass. Within a week, all of those things went away and they have not been back. It's just amazing. And then I knew that I was healing. I mean, I could feel everything and my conversations with God, you know, he was behind me all the way. And I had an angel on my head. When I got this news, I was already a firm believer from Cheryl that I was cured. But when I got that, I have been walking on the clouds since. I feel like I'm 20 years old. I haven't, I haven't felt like this since I've been young. And this has been going on two, three months now that I've felt like this. Uh, but I just can't get off them clouds yet. You know, I just feel like I'm walking on air. Well, what we're going to do, Howard, is uh, um, put you in the Boston Marathon. I might be able to do <laughs> Guys, you have a wonderful story, and it will be an inspiration to others who are listening uh, around the world, and we greatly appreciate, it, pr appreciate you telling your story and uh, the wonderful good news you have. Thanks very much. You're Thank very you welcome. Very Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to share our story with the world. I'd like to also add two things that I did that might help other people also. My holistic chiropractor, I believe he's from um, another country. And uh, when I first uh, went to him because I had procrastinated on the an adjustment that I had needed forever and my neck and my back got so bad. I was just miserable. So 
when um, I said, you know, I'm going to quit procrastinating. I'm going to go get my neck fixed. I'm going to go get that mold taken off of me. Uh, and I showed him that day and he asked me, he says, in my country, what we do for everything, he said, we would put olive oil on that and we would get the sauna hours upon hours, day upon day. He says, that's was mostly what we used to cure almost everything over there. Mm. But as out, my daughter, which I didn't even know had a near infrared portable sauna and uh, she had got it for, you know, just detoxing normally. And she dived down the rabbit hole and called me up and says, dad, you wouldn't believe that this sauna for cancer that you sweat out 70% more toxins under relaxation than you do work sweat. She brought that sauna over here and I started immediately using, using that sauna. And when your body secretes all that, and then I run from the sauna to the shower, uh, that was an amazing detoxing device. And the other thing I was told to do right away, I think by Corey, probably to my wife was the coffee animas. I had never, ever done anything like that. I had heard them and read them on it about that, mm-hmm. but I those right away. And it really lets you understand, uh, how your liver, uh, works and how those coffee enemas can release that toxin from your liver. And I had never done that in my life. And for the first couple of weeks that I was doing that, I could not believe what I was seeing coming out of me. It was just, I had never, ever seen anything like that. Everything helps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Guys, thanks very much once again. We really appreciate what uh, what you've gone through and uh, your recovery. And uh, as your holistic doctor said, you'll live a long and healthy life. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cheryl and Howard. Much appreciated. And we'd like to thank you, our listener, for supporting us and sharing our podcast with others who would benefit from hearing testimonials like uh, Howard's and on the power of cannabis. And if you'd like to support us, there are a couple of ways you can do it. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page, or you can make a one-time donation through our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And uh, there's another way you can help us spread the word about our show. Write a a review on the platform that uh, you listen to this podcast on and share the podcast on social media. You just might help save a life, and that would be fantastic. We're very grateful for your support. Thanks once again for listening, everyone, and we'll be back again next week with another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. 
If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.